When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. There's a flavor on my lips. I can't. It almost. It's almost the taste of Christmas. It is Christmas. It tastes like Christmas. What a dumb, dumb name for an album. Um, <laughs> it tastes like not so great emo rock. <laughs> yeah. So, so for those of you who don't remember the Taste of Chaos tour, it was like a metal and punk, Chris uh, tour that would happen, similar to like yeah. a Warp tour or whatever. Yeah. And they put out a Christmas album. And I remember I was walking through the Hot Topic mm-hmm. and I saw a Christmas, like a gnarly burnt up Christmas tree on the cover and it said Taste of Christmas. And I said, well, I'm buying that. That was a blind. I even looked on the back and I'm like, I recognize a few of these bad names, but I don't give yep. a fuck. This is a $5 Christmas comp that looks like it's going to be brutal. Yeah. So- and let's be let's be fair here. Like if you listened to alternative rock and metal of this time period, you are at least familiar with the album cover. Oh, like at for sure. the very least, you are familiar with the album cover, even if you've never heard any of the songs on here. Because I feel like during that era, almost every Christmas, I would see this pop back up on the shelves. It was almost like they couldn't get rid of them. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I'm looking at the track list. 18 yes. tracks, which is... It's insane, dude. Overkill. Overkill God. to the highest degree. But... Let me see. I will say that there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So eight of the 18 songs, I would say, undeniably are like songs that I listen to multiple times in December. And then there's like two songs that I dabble in. Uh, depending on how I'm feeling that year, if I'll yeah. listen to it more than once. And then the rest is like a one and done. It is off the playlist after I hear it once uh, at Christmas time. So let's so dive honestly, in. Honestly, 
pretty mediocre CD then in your pretty eyes. Me- but, <laughs> but here's what I'm going to say. I think some of the highs are really high. Okay. And I don't think that the lows are like horrendously like we're not getting no like of two bearded men on this. Like yeah, we're not getting yeah, some yeah, like yeah, yeah. like I think that the last Happy Christmas album we did had like some serious lows that like brought the whole thing down. That was the most emo Christmas album we've ever done. Dude, um, you just like have you heard the Punk Goes Christmas? Uh, yeah. Oh, I've got it. That, I, that I'm going that that we're gonna cover listen, next month at least. <laughs> I listen to it every year. Don't you worry. I'm ready for okay, this. Okay. So like, and that one's not necessary emo. That one's like, hey, remember who's on Warp Tour this year? Yeah. Like, it's no. So ju- fucking but there's wild. like one song that I fucking love on that album that I can't wait to talk about. Same. But, okay. Yeah. So. We're going to start off with probably one of my least favorite tracks on this album. It's just fucking weird. Dude. And it's the Street Drum Corpse yeah. featuring Bert from fucking The Used singing Happy Christmas, War is Over. 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 That fucking opening sounds like we're gonna get a dance track right yeah. war is over mm. war is over uh. war is over uh. war 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 over over, over and that over. war is over just loops the entirety of this four minutes and 53 second song um it was at this moment that I actually realized how much Burt McCracken sounds like the Madden Brothers from <laughs> Good Charlotte. And I know they were coming yeah. up around the same exact time. Uh, the, vo- the vocals are, are really, really similar. Um, I mean, it's just a fucking like, weird acoustic drum version of Happy Christmas. War is over. I mean, yeah. granted, it doesn't have Yoko in it, so that's a plus already. But I will say, please get rid of that sample. I wonder if there's a version out there. Uh, out of this album, not my favorite song featuring Burt McCracken. <laughs> no, no, high high bar. It's just, it, this song does not need to be as long as it fucking is. No, It dude. does some cool stuff in the middle. Like, it dips with, like, these weird vocal choir things and, and whatnot. But, like, no Christmas song needs to be over yeah. three minutes in my in my mind. It's the way we talk about movies. No movies need to be longer than no. 90 minutes. No Christmas yep. songs need to be longer than and three And no minutes. Christmas albums need to be 18 fucking songs long. <laughs> no, no. So we're going to, you know, we're going to motor right. Pe- we're going to motor through some of the ones where we don't have much to say so that we can actually give the really good ones some time. Uh, so the next track is Funeral for a Friend, Miracle of Christmas. this moment um i had heard these i had heard this album slash heard of this album back in the day when it first came out but i i don't think i've ever revisited these songs and i will say when this song started playing after hearing the version of happy christmas i'm like there's not a lot of fucking chaos happening here. no there's 
Well, it's not called the Taste of Chaos, Dylan. It's the Taste of Christmas. I, I know. I'll tell you but- what. This is the this is the softest shit ever released by a band called Funeral for a Friend that I've ever heard. Where's my life. goddamn chaos? <laughs> uh, well, I, was, Dylan, I know it's Taste of Christmas, but what the fuck, man? You're supposed to be the Taste of Chaos tour. Well, I think we're gonna get some chaos in a couple seconds, but oh my god. Yeah, they picked some wild calls to kick off the Taste of Chaos. Like yeah. the person buying this album needed like a slow build to the chaos. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I want screaming, windmilling, and crowd killing. Yeah, like, I don't need the dude from Funeral for a Friend being like, it's a miracle! <laughs> like, in, like, it's just like, not, yeah, it's not great. Now, but I will say, I went through a phase where I loved the mixture of, like, reggae and metal, like, putting the two together. Um, that's why I was such a big fan of Head P.E. Now, don't get me wrong, because this could totally get me slaughtered as well. I'm not talking about real reggae. I'm talking about white guy reggae, like yeah. sublime reggae, the mixture of that. Um, Let's just say ska. A- <laughs> kind of. I mean, fucking Head P.E. is really far from ska, but they have yeah. a, they do have a lot of early reggae influence uh, in their earlier albums. Then, like, whenever I would search for more music that sounded like that, I always was getting suggested a band called Skindred. And when I first heard Skindred, it was a mixture. It was it was less that sound and more of, hey, we took reggaeton and added metal to it. And I absolutely adore the fun that this band has when they play a jam. And this next song, Jungle Bells by yeah. Skindred, in my mind, such a fun track. Yeah, you don't know, say what? Skin drain in the area, blood, yeah? Yeah, you don't know, right. yeah. Yeah, we're coming with this Christmas vibe for this tune, yeah? Check yeah. this one, black. Yeah. Not everybody knows This is one of the better stuff. songs on the album, I think. Dude, that beginning. Yeah. Now we're getting a little bit of chaos, finally. Yep, we're getting a little bit of chaos. It's organized chaos. But when it hits that break, Dude, you just want to dance on the fucking dance floor, like, yeah. But then this chorus kicks in and it gets great. Yeah. It's good shit. Dude, this is a great song. I I, honestly, I'm going to take back what I said. Still not a lot of chaos. This is very, very enveloped. Like, we are still in in a dome. The the glass is not shattered. Yeah, no, I There's not a lot of chaos happening. I think that we've got three more songs before the, the glass really fucking shatters. Um, in a big way. I guess it really is like a, this is a, a taste of chaos. Like, yeah. your tongue's gonna get really close <laughs> yeah. to the chaos. <laughs> you get right, barely there. Yeah, you're getting a sampler size of chaos. Um, <laughs> so, let's go with Burt McCracken's second. He's back! He He's given us a second song, and that is the used singing Alone This Christmas. Kraken track yeah on this album um was the use the headliner for that tour like i i, I think I so i think that's why he got the the uh the double dip on here yeah god damn it fucking bert um, you know bert is one of those people that how do i word this yeah i'm not gonna say i think bert is a bad singer he's clearly oh. a very good singer I just never understood why so many other bands were like, we got to get Bird on this. Like, because Bird yeah. was like on a lot of people's albums. And I'm like, he's not like this, like, 
like I can think of a lot of artists in that same genre where I just think their vocals are so much more interesting yeah. and unique and different. Um, I, I, I never liked his screams. I always thought his screams were like kind of weird. I think Burt McCracken and the Used, um, good band. I like. I I, I dig them. I'll, I'll never be like, oh fucking yeah, I'll d- fucking die for the Used, bro. Yeah. But I think um, that first album's amazing. Yeah, it's like, a great record. I think that their like their emo gimmick hit at the exact right time, right alongside My Chem. Yeah. Um, and and they blew up. And I think where My Chem went a little more like got bigger in the mainstream world, the U's just kept staying big in the alternative world. Like they can well, still headline tours today. See, I guess I think of it differently because. Yeah. Because to me, I think that at the start, anyway, the used was the mainstream band. Yeah, like yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, like when sure. they came out, like that self-titled used album was like everywhere, yeah. and like dude, I'm gonna listen I, to the shit out of that today. And the like, <laughs> I bought bullets, like barely made a blip, and yeah. even to a certain extent, I feel like Three Cheers was still a bit of an underground hit. You know what I mean? Like, I don't remember turning on the radio and hearing, like, I'm not okay or yeah. Helena. But then Black Parade was, like, I think this, like... I was... I... I don't know if you did. I know I did. I lived... I perpetually lived online at such an early age. It's like... Yeah, it's see, so I had bad. a nice divide. Okay, I, so I, my I didn't chem- really start using the internet until maybe ninth or tenth grade, like okay. to its full capacity. My chem was fucking ginormous on the internet. Fuck, yeah. I saw that I'm not okay video so many goddamn times. Yeah. As well, so kid. I guess this is my point. Like you watch that yeah. video a ton on the internet. Yeah. Um, but do you want to know on the Billboard chart where that song hit? Yeah, where? Go for it. 86. God damn, that's wild. You know what I mean? Like, it was... Yeah. And even on the... Uh, let me see if they have the alternative chart. They don't. So that's just the U.S. chart. In fact, technically... And we would never do this. But technically, based on Billboard's rankings of what... Did, Shut the fuck up. I think you should do this, and yeah. I want to be on it. Billboard, I want to do it. Billboard says... No, we would never do this. But Billboard says a one-hit wonder is an artist who's only ever had one top 20 hit. Which, technically, that is my chem. Welcome to the Black Parade is the only top 20 hit they've ever had in their career. Um, but, dude. They've also they, they've only other had... Hel- Helena was their only other top 40 hit, which is crazy. Fuck you. I'm messaging Chris right now. Next he week, would, we're recording an episode. He would refuse. <laughs> Much like the refused, he would refuse. <laughs> I just want it, but now I'm curious. I want to see what, what uh, the used singles were that would be a phenomenal song to break down though whoa so here's something interesting go for it so the used actually had alternative chart stuff but not nearly as big as i thought that they would you know what their only you know what their only billboard like hot 100 ranking is not a clue their cover of under pressure with my chemical romance that's I don't think I've ever heard that in my life. <laughs> oh, it's okay. <laughs> okay. It's, it, it's, so it's, it's not, a it's cover not, that's worth listening to once yeah, and making your decision. It's not quite uh, Violent J covering the toadies. 
Yeah, no, no, never. Um, all right. I think we've given Bert McCracken more than enough time. Yeah, dude. So props I want to Bert. I like the used. Cool. I want to lead on. into this one because, Dylan, I think I've mentioned this before because you've talked about how you've never needed another yeah. cover of Last Christmas in your I life. Know. And I've said there's one cover that I actually really like how it's done. And yeah. it's this one. Roses are red. Covering Last Christmas. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. The very next day, you gave it away. This year, to save me from tears, I'll give it to someone special. I love the drums in it. Yeah. Like, it's very cool, like, fill as the, the song's going. Um, do you know what I like? I like everything about this song except one thing. The guy's voice. I don't like his voice, man. Yeah, I can't get behind it. But I, I think like there's it. a reason like why we've song. never heard of "Roses Are Red" beyond this point. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not to call back to what we were just talking about. It's way better than My Chemical Romance's cover of "Last Christmas." <laughs> yeah, like, well, I I think that this is outside of the original song, obviously. I think that this is my favorite musical cover of Last For Christmas. Sure. Like, I think that they have a lot of fun with it. Again, doesn't need to be four minutes and 18 s- seconds. Yeah, but especially because much like Happy Christmas War is over, they're just repeating themselves. Yeah, like over and over again. <laughs> it's, there's nothing added. It's just the chorus over and over again. Yeah, no, it's... Uh, uh, it's a fine but, but I, cover. But I appreciate the cover. Uh, I can see why you dig it. Um, I, I'm always going to be a Wham Man. Wham Man, thank you, man. Well, there you go. All right. <laughs> so let's dive into another cover that I've always really liked on this album. I feel like you silently or audibly judge me constantly. And no. It's, it's, Unfortunately. No, I just never know when when we're done talking about a thing, and I want to give you a couple seconds to add in anything else. You've got the smash up with uh, Coventry Carol. Which is like a Christmas like church hymn that no one really fucking yeah. sings anymore. I like but, that, that shit in the beginning, though. The acoustic guitar? Yeah. The bing, ding, ding, ding. See, bing, I... So the way that I always knew this song, and if you don't recognize the name of the song, you might remember yeah. it as the Christmas carol that has a lot of truly luli laws in it. <laughs> okay. I don't... Where... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I've i heard a couple different covers of this, where it's like... Uh, I don't know. I like I like a bunch of truly Louis laws. It feels like it's like an old medieval Christmas carol or something. And I like this cover, man. It's it's yeah. honestly it's fun. Yeah, I like the dude's voice. I would want this dude's voice on that on that, that uh, last Christmas red. cover. Yeah, yeah. There you go. And we're getting some chaos, bro. We're getting some oh. anger in those voices. <laughs> Listen. Fucking Christmas time! We're about to get, like, I love this cover, but I want us to skip past it pretty quickly because I want to get to the truest version of chaos on this album, which is Opiate for the Masses with Christmas Evil. And this was pretty much what sold me on this album. Because this was the craziest shit I'd ever heard in 2005 or whatever. That fucking scream. 
There's like an industrial element. To this it's like, this song is it's just nonstop double bass. This is honestly, I could see um. This is Manson. Like this is like yeah. this is like a Manson. Let's say not beautiful people era, but new shit era. This is definitely Manson. Yeah, this song is fucking wild. I know nothing about this band. Like, like I don't know what the rest of their su- shit sounds like, but I think this song is just pure fucking chaos. Like, like literally, seriously, if you listen to his vocals, it's like, Say you want a revolution, man! It's like, it's the same fucking vocals! Oh my god, if Manson ever did a Christmas cover... Which fuck him, like yeah, no, fuck him, fuck him hard, but yes, I but agree. But that it would be this, but this is fucking. I like it. I like it. A lot. I knew you were gonna. I, this was. There were two songs I was thinking of specifically when I was. Well, Dude, three. The, like industrial, like the fucking drum and bass samples yeah. that just happen in the middle of the song is so fucking wild. And this, and I got into a conversation about this uh, earlier this week uh, with friend of the show, Studio House Designs, Cody, was talking to him about, I mentioned a little earlier, that Violent J album, and we were talking about it, and he's like, man, I just don't get it, and I was like, listen, I have been in this, that community, that world for a very long time. And you gotta understand that there's certain people in that community that will be like, this is the best album of the year. This is my number one album of the year. I'm not going to say that. What I say is, I really like this album. I know it's not good. Like, I I know that, like, in the general realm world, this is not a great record. (laughs) But I fucking love it like i i understand and where this i understand why people would hate this song oh yeah or this version of it but i can me, only do one so, or two rounds of it at christmas yeah, time this but. isn't one that i'm like let's throw on fucking opiate for the masses <laughs> get ready for christmas bro it's december december 1st dude so you know what we got to start with some of that christmas <laughs> evil you know that <laughs> You know, do 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 fucking Christmas evil. It's so ridiculous. Nothing makes me want to wake up with some peppermint cheer than Christmas evil by Opiate for the masses. All right, so the next track, real real step down from the intensity of Opiate for the masses, we get amped doing We Three Kings, and I want to just say this before you hit play, Dylan. Yeah. I, when I was driving listening to this, I literally had to look up Amp because I was convinced it was like a secret band that MXPX was in. I was like, we're going to get a symphonic black metal cover of We the Kings right now. Yeah. And I'm fucking for it. And then they trick you. And then it kicks you. into the actual song. And I'm like, it's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not what I wanted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we three kings up. It's, it is. Uh, 
real, real wanting to be Mike Herrera. Yep. Like, um, it's not bad, but I've heard I, way better. And I'll tell you. Cover Christmas songs. Yeah. I'll tell you one thing that I always think of when I listen to We Three Kings is the first half of We Three Kings, the We Three Kings of Orient are part. I'm always like, do I actually like this song? Yeah. But every time that fucking Star of Wonder part kicks in, I'm like, God damn, this is a good song. Star <laughs> of Wonder! Star- yeah, dude. That's a yeah. circle pit moment. Yeah. Any version of this fucking song. Well, any... Because I think it's actually the end of it, right? Where it's like, Westward leading, still proceeding. <laughs> like, like yeah, dude. Like, that's one of the most, like, church Christmas carol songs that feels like it could have been written by a kid in California in the 90s. Like, the Westward leading, true. still proceeding line. It's like, true. <laughs> that true. is That is some, like, surf punk... <laughs> Like, shit, if I've ever heard it. You know what makes me sad, Matt? We still have ten fucking songs. We still have ten more tracks to go. (laughs) Not that it's bad, but, dude, I don't need an 18-song, one-hour record. We got got one more that I think will bring joy to you, but it's not going to be the next track, which is Emery's The Last Christmas. This year is different than I think I've been very, very tame on this album. Like, I, oh, I've sure. enjoyed most of it. I just haven't loved a lot of it. But The Last Christmas by Emery. Emery, for a band that I think rocks so hard, has brought us nothing but disappointment on Christmas songs in my mind. They're, they are a band that I feel like you do, like... I think you have to do this defense for them every time we listen to a every, song. <laughs> because it's like I think that The Week's End is such a good album. I think that there's so many good Emery albums and then yeah. every Christmas album they're on I'm like why are they bringing the softest shit when I know that these dudes could be brutal? Especially on an album called <laughs> Taste, like, yeah, Taste of all of, of the albums of all the albums Taste of Fucking Chaos! Yeah, of all the albums where they should be really utilizing the screamer in that band they're just like nope just some jingle bells and some acoustic guitars. The Emery Christmas song way. It's a bummer because the dude's a great singer. A like bummer. the dude from Emery is a really fucking good singer. But I just want like one Christmas song from this band that actually rocks. That's like um, I wouldn't like Let It Snow Baby, Let It Rain Deer if it was just I hate Christmas parties over and over again. Exactly. Like exactly. there's like don't get me wrong. I love that song and I, I feel like I would like this song. But I feel like out of the 11 or so songs we've already listened to, six or seven of them have been these slow jams. Yeah. I was like, well, I, need and, more f- I need more fucking... Do, 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 and they do, didn't do, like... And this will be even more weird when we jump to the next track. But, like, you went from... Su- like, just mixtape rules alone, you did not, like, slowly build us back down into this vibe. You went from, like, two real high-energy songs to this... And then we're going to jump into the next song here. My yeah. American Hearts, First Noel, is yeah. like, that should be above this Emery song. This should For be sure. what eases us into the Emery because it feels yeah. like a weird jump back into like something a little bit more rocking.
people behind the Taste of Chaos tour slash Taste of Christmas uh, album compilation decided to do another one, they really need to contact us so we yes. can put those songs in the correct order. 100%. And I do like this cover of First Noel. I think I've said before that of the church Christmas carols, I think this is my favorite oh, yeah, of the so Christmas good. carols. I don't like love the dude's voice, but I love the instrumentation that they went with on this particular cover. Um, yeah. I mean, it's tough. I don't know. Some of these emo singers these, are tough singing Christmas that's songs. The thing, <laughs> it's like, I feel like a lot of these songs remind me of those MySpace bands where, or the people that would get on MySpace and cover like alternative songs. And you'd be like, dude, this is not working for you. Well, like, that's, <laughs> that's kind the, of the just the other, vocals. It's like, that, oh, there's That's the other wrong. problem I feel like is like, I mean, all of these bands so far that I've never heard of, I'll look them up and they at least have some form of a Wikipedia page. Yeah. But like, My American Heart was not a big band by no. any stretch of no, the no, imagination. No, no, no. I've never heard of them. Opiate of the Masses I'd never heard of. Like, it's like no. a lot of these... Like, Emery is one of the bigger bands that we've talked about in the last couple minutes. Like, it's Funeral for a Friend I definitely remember hearing of. Skindred I remember hearing of. Used, obviously. And then it was a while until a band I had heard of with Emery. And it's a while until another band that I've heard of on this album. And you know what? Honestly, and I may be off base here because my knowledge of this is not as good as other people's. Skindred really fucking stands out. Like, like if you if you even look at like a picture of them as a group, you're like, this is really different than the other emo bands that are filling out this tape. I felt like even though Skindred could get heavy and they, they or they do get heavy, um, and they do hang out in the rock alternative realm, this they feel like they just do stand out on this record. And it might just be because they're doing something fucking different. Yeah, they're doing uh, something very, very different. Literally them and, honestly, Opiates for the Masses are the two songs that if I were to listen to this album, not for the podcast, that I would be like, those are the two songs I remember. We're still There's still one more for you, buddy. Okay. Don't you worry. And again, um, I, I, I want to take it back to... I don't think that they are the best songs on the record, but I think they're the most memorable. Ninety One Donkey Lane is a magical apartment complex that contains immense power but lacks intelligent inhabitants. What is happening? I'm getting texts. Why are we getting a lot of texts? People found out what we did. Oh, dividing Mike Myers into an infinite amount of tiny Mike Myers. Listen to 91 Donkey Lane for free on Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. More at 91donkeylane.com. See you there, you donkeys. Let's dive into what Like Yesterday has for us with We Might Be Alone Tonight. Don't hate this piano intro. Okay, I'm remembering this song. I don't know how I feel about the vocals. Like, they're not bad. Person can sing, but... 
I don't even know what genre you would classify this as. Like yesterday. Yeah, nope. This is the first not (laughs) one that doesn't have a wiki. Yeah, there's like nothing out here for them. Hold on. Like yesterday. Taste of chaos. Nope. I'm getting nothing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a sweet ballad. It's about, <laughs> it definitely feels, it feels like an emo band trying to do an 80s hair metal ballad. Yep. Yep. I could see this on a crew album. Like, like yeah. one of those later crew albums. Like, this is a theater of pain track for sure. Yes, 1000%. All right. Well, th- you tried your best like yesterday. Yeah. Let's bad, see what Bleed. All right. Let's see what a band named Bleed the Dream can give us with No Smiles on Christmas. So far, more acoustic guitar. More acoustic chips. I don't understand. (laughs) I feel like every band didn't get, like, the memo that other bands were also going to do this weird, like, fake out. But, like, this isn't a fake out. This is just a straight up acoustic song. Again, it's not bad, but I just. 18 songs on an album, and at least 10 of them are acoustic slow jams. For an yeah, album is... based off of the Taste of Chaos tour. Yeah. I think this might be my least favorite song we've talked about so far. This song isn't it's bringing just me any. So... Boring. You know what? It's a good title because it's bringing me no smiles right now. <laughs> like, was Bleed the... I feel like I know the name Bleed the Dream, though. Weren't Bleed they the like... Bleed the Dream does sound familiar. Like, Bleed the Dream. I feel like they were like a MySpace band that people gave a shit about at a time. Yeah. 03 to 07, and then they apparently got back together in 08 and are still together. Quotes around that. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, nothing... Let's see. Tours... They did appear on the Taste the Chaos tour and the Vans Warped tour, and they were featured in the Warped tour documentary Wake Up Screaming. Their song Streets of Baltimore was played for national audience during a Fox broadcast of the Baltimore Ravens football game in 2006. Oh, also rest in peace to their drummer, bro. He apparently died of leukemia. Like, oh, yeah, in 2005. Well, that sucks. Yeah. Well. It's all right. We don't have to worry about that too much because clearly yeah. the drummer's nowhere to be found yeah, on this track he's anyway. Not on this song, so. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Um, oh, they had a song. I'm not sure if you saw this. They had a song that made it onto the "Without a Paddle" soundtrack. Oh, so. great! <laughs> um, all right. God, when was the last time you watched that? Uh, I don't think I've ever actually seen it in its entirety. You've never so. seen "Without a Paddle." Yeah, I've seen clips. Dude, my dad loves those stupid fucking movies. <laughs> we go to Versus the World with Blue and Cold. I've never felt alone this time of year. In fact, I've never... Another God, <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> All right, listen, Dylan, I'm promising you that I've got... I know for a fact that there's actual other instruments on four of the next five songs. <laughs> Listen, and out to our audience, you got to understand, some of my favorite, favorite songs in the world are acoustic jams. I love when a band that usually plays heavy tracks slows down and throws down a sweet acoustic jam. I love acoustic albums. I love when bands sit down, they're like, we're going to do all our songs acoustically. That is not what I was prepared for. No. You know what, though? Here's what I think happened, in all sincerity. I'm just spitballing an idea with no evidence. But 
I'm willing to bet that similarly to a lot of the Punk Goes albums, most of these bands were probably contacted with about a week or two to, to bring a track. And if they didn't have access to a dude in a studio, they're like, well, fuck it. I guess I'm just going to write an acoustic song that I can record in my bedroom or like record at my friend's like in-home studio uh, and send to get. Because for them, they're probably like, this is going to be a huge opportunity for us. Like people are going to know our name and hopefully check us out. But it's like, like you said, it is called Taste the Christmas based on the Taste the Chaos album. And over half of the tracks are just acoustic songs. Yeah. And it makes no like it's almost like shame on the people who put this album together to not like talk to the artist. And if the artist is like, I'm thinking about doing acoustic song being like, bro, we've already got a lot of those. Yeah. Like, 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 can you do any? Is there we'll even throw you an extra hundred bucks if you could just find literally anywhere that can let you record some drums and bass. <laughs> like, like, it's got to happen. Um, but don't worry. Fear not, Dylan. Because Bedlight for Blue Eyes has finally got us back to the rock with their song, Christmas Song. We've been waiting all year for this day to arrive. Where this Christmas party, you know it's gonna be live. All the boys are here. Dude, Bedlight for Blue Eyes, great Limp Bizkit cover. Sorry, that's behind Blue Eyes. <laughs> like, not chaos here, but at least it's something after those no, acoustic No, but it's dancey. This song's goofy as hell, by the way. This I is like love when lead singers lead into like theatrical vocals. Like it's, I, I don't know what it is. It's very like this is this could be straight out of a rock musical. For sure. Let me see if I can uh, find the lyrics real quick because the lyrics of the song are ridiculous. Honestly, this is just take me out tonight from rent yeah <laughs> take me out tonight all right so i pulled up the lyrics here we go because you know we're talking over this so the lyrics are we've been waiting all year for this day to arrive weber's christmas party you know it's going to be live all the boys are here and the girls are so foxy and this eggnog's full of rum so everybody's drunk enough to sing along to boston songs as they blare out on the stereo uh the nog is running out Berkeley's liquor is closed down. Derek's got a hustle to get his ass to town. Be back in 20 minutes, he said with a grin. The door shut behind him as the blizzard rolled in. Nor'easters are coming, 12 inches or more, and it's getting worse by the minute. Webster's still at the store. Uh, when the power lights go down... Oh my god, down, is this guy gonna die? Where the power lights go down with a flash and a spark, the next thing we knew, we were all in the dark. Because it was Christmas at Berkeley Heights, we bring the party and we keep it so tight. Christmas in Berkeley Heights, we bring the party and we kill it all night. Uh, so we sat by candlelight and told the old story that was the night before Christmas. And we threw, and all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a, and then there was a knock, knock, knock at the door. And then the dude walks in and just goes, ho, ho, bitches, I brought the Bacardi. Oh, fucking <laughs> thank God. I got the Bacardi. <laughs> and then the chorus is, Everything turned out all right. Weber made it, and everything is fine. <laughs> Christmas in Berkeley Heights. Like, it's just a song about a dude going to get some booze for the Christmas party yeah. when a big storm rolls this is in. A fun fucking song, man. <laughs> I love the. I don't know, man. There's something about it. Like, I could just see me like 
standing on a bar fucking jamming this song out like everybody's listening at one point when there's a knock at the door they didn't put this in the lyrics when there's a knock at the door they're all talking they're like oh my god what's happening and the one dude's like man it might be a man-eating reindeer out there like it's just so ridiculous uh but here is this man got the memo yeah, this band knew, got the memo. Uh, but no band got the memo more in my mind. And I've played you a snippet of this track before on this show, yeah. Dylan. Gatsby's American Dream with St. Nicholas. Fight with fight for the glory and future of Christmas time. Yeah. Well, they did the Christmas too. Time is Here cover that you really kind of enjoyed on the okay. Santa Cause, but cool. This is way say, more. That. This is a little bit more of what I remember them for, which is like synthy, like sur- like metal influenced indie rock. Like this is this is not full. Ca- I feel like Opiate for the Mass is the only one that truly brought chaos to it, but this is pretty so, close. This is what I picture though for Taste yeah. of Chaos. I don't picture Opiate for the Masses for Taste of Chaos. Like, cause let's be real. Taste of Chaos is your screamo bands. Yeah. Like that's your that's 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 what Taste of Chaos is. It's not your opiates for the masses bands. That's your heavier tours. Yeah. Alright? This, what we're listening to right now, Gatsby's American Dream and stuff like that. That's and, and the next band from first to last, which I haven't heard this cover in a long ass time the one we're gonna listen to next um but those are the types of bands i picture for taste of chaos and honestly gatsby's american dream much like bed light for blue eyes hit the nail on the head this is what i expect from a taste for chaos christmas album all right let's you you've given a hint to it let's dive into what from first to last had to bring here with christmas massacre This is also what I anticipated from the Taste of Chaos Christmas album. God, this song rips. I'm going to try to read along this second verse when we get to it as he's singing it because I never knew that this is what the lyrics were. Dude, I'm fucking rocking out, so go ahead. So he says, Don't forget your Christmas cheer because Santa's going to die this year. Fuck yeah. Pete Wentz plays this. in Fallout I Boy. remember this. Here's his number. Boy, and it was girls his number. It was really his number. I, I don't remember who talked about this, but I did see, like, somebody did, I don't know, some dumb fucking YouTube thing. Like, seriously, he did fuck it. That, that was his number at the yeah. time. Yeah, you better call him. He's in Fallout Boy. You better call him. Yeah. <laughs> And I That's, don't think I I don't remember I don't think it was like malicious I think they were just fucking riveting. Well, I'm sure a shit ton of people started oh, yeah. calling him and he had to yes. change his number. But what I'm <laughs> saying is like I don't think it was like fuck this guy like fuck Pete Wentz. I think it was like dude we're gonna fucking we're gonna fuck with him. Like, we're gonna ruin gonna his awesome. life yeah. <laughs> with the best selling taste of Christmas <laughs> compilation, dude. Um, honestly, in my personal opinion best song on the album like like seriously i honestly okay when i say that i don't mean it's my favorite song on the album i think when people bought the taste of christmas oh this is what they wanted yeah this song encapsulates everything that they wanted this is the song that i think of when i think about this album 
this is the style of music that I think of. That post-hardcore, -hard leaning into metalcore stuff um, of the early 2000s. This is what I anticipated. This is this is what this album is. Unfortunately, it's not what this album is. <laughs> no, it's not what this album is. Uh, we got two more tracks, so we're almost at the end, Dylan. So let's Dude, and see. I would listen to this fucking song. I'm gonna listen to the song today. You're like, I'm gonna listen to the song 17 more times and pretend that that's what we had to review instead. Yeah. Um, exactly. All right. So I don't know the Black Halos, but they bring Homeless for Christmas to the table. I mean, it's an electric guitar already off to a great start comparatively. Uh, yeah, I remember this because I don't like the vocals. Oh, great. But it's definitely like a 1950s version of like punk. Like it's like a very like. I hate it. Yeah. I hate the vocals. They're really yeah. bad. Yeah, they're not great. Um, it's like a I, guy that can't sing is trying to do that like Ramones punk impersonation. I was going to say they're really going for like that Ramones screeching, screeching weasel, weasel Yeah. Vibe. God, I love um, that you and I are the same person. <laughs> uh, all right. We, that's enough of you, Black Halos. Yeah, Let's okay. get to... We can go to the Plain White Tees. I, low key, I think the Plain White Tees never got their due. Like, they had a couple hits on their hands, like, on a mainstream level. Like, you know, obviously everyone knows, hey, they're Delilah. One, two, three, four was, like, undeniably a big song. But for a band who is mostly only known for their acoustic songs, like, Playwright Tees wrote some great power pop songs. I think that this song, Season of a Lifetime, on any other compilation would be one of those, like, standout tracks. Unfortunately, Playing White Tees is in that same ballpark of what we've been talking about this whole episode of, like, not the taste of the chaos yeah. <laughs> sound but i think that this song the chorus to this song i think is so fucking good so yeah. so i actually saw the plain white tees live on a radio show Ooh. um and it's it was they were the opening band and let me give you the rest of Let's see if I can find it. Uh, let's see. It was one of those like jingle balls. It was Plain White Tees opened. Gavin DeGraw also played. Um, Sarah Bareilles also Ooh. played. Um, Avril Lavigne. And who else? Was there somebody else? I can't remember if there's anybody else, but the headliner was the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it was fucking awesome. It was a fucking like mini like not a an arena arena but it was like a college like big ass fucking college venue um and it was so much fun and the plain white d's rock uh yeah. but i will say for the most part guy came out with an acoustic guitar like <laughs> yeah like like mostly sat there and played like we got some full full band stuff but it was 90 percent him with an acoustic guitar um, and he fucking rocked the shit out of Hey There Delilah. I remember that much. Hey, man, it's what that song does to me. There's some solid jams on here, man, but There's, not enough to but, constitute me listening to the whole and thing. And a lot <laughs> of it is in the later half of the album, unfortunately. Yeah. You got to buy yeah. a lot of time to get there. Well, Dylan, I hope that you get a, a little taste of Christmas. Oh, God. I fucking love the taste of Christmas, man. Whoa, oh, whoa, now we won't stop till the big ball drops on you. 
You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 